Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Ricardo Ball joins us this morning to uh, look across the spectrum of uh, the beautiful game. Football, of course. Uh, And first of all, I think, Ricardo, we can look back on the first weekend of uh, the A-League. What did you make of the results? I thought it was um, I thought it was a very even looking competition to be honest. Uh, you know, there was Melbourne City were much lauded the, the defending champions. Uh, they've brought in Matthew Lecky who was at Hertha Berlin and Andrew Nabu as well. So their front three is those two with Jamie McLaren. That's an all Socceroos front three. Um, and I thought that those guys would really light things up. But um, you know, Brisbane Raw sort of actually shackled them pretty well. And then in the second half, were probably unlucky not to get a point out of it. Uh, they had a pretty, uh, a, a pretty what looked like a pretty good goal ruled out for offside that the VAR then didn't check, which was a bit of a head-scratcher. But uh, I think all in all, it, it looks like it's going to be an interesting season. I think we've got um, some very good sides who are established and some sides who are improving. I think Melbourne Victory with their one when they look like they're improving under Tony Popovich already. Western Sydney Wanderers, their rebuild looks solid. I mean, they, they managed to uh, get a point off Sydney FC, who are perennial finalists, so I think that was a good result for them. And then from a Phoenix point of view, you know, I think uh, if you ask Ulysses, uh, sorry, Ufuktale, uh, if he, uh, what he thought, I think he'd be disappointed. I mean, uh, getting a point against the money bags that is MacArthur FC might seem good on the outside, but if you watch the game, you know, the, the Phoenix through uh, Gary Hooper, David Ball and Ben Wayne had really good opportunities to win that game. I mean, they probably could have had three or four goals if it wasn't for Philip Curto, the uh, former Phoenix keeper who's in goal now for MacArthur. Um, so I think they'll probably see that the Phoenix is two points dropped rather than as a point one. But uh, it's a positive signs for the Phoenix, I think, and uh, I'd be on them to beat the Central Coast Mariners this weekend. OK, let's, uh, let's look forward to that. Um, Champions League action, of course, this week. Uh, yesterday's results um, included Man U winning uh, over Villarreal, Barcelona and Benfica drawing Bayern beating Dynamo, uh, Dynamo Kiev. Uh, and uh, this morning I can update you that Ajax have won, Inter Milan have won. Um, and as we speak, uh, Atletico Madrid and AC Milan and Nilal and the other big one, which is the other two big ones, Liverpool and Porto Nilal, uh, Paris Saint-Germain and uh, Manchester City uh, Nilal. So how uh, are you seeing the Champions League group stage shaping up? Well, we saw uh, yesterday a few a few interesting uh, results, but particularly Chelsea uh, beating Juventus by four goals to nil. That's the the biggest result, uh, the biggest loss ever in Juventus's history in European football, and it was a real marker for Chelsea because uh, Juve had led that group. 
and had in fact snuck a win against Chelsea over in Italy. Um, probably against the run of play a little bit, but uh, yeah, Chelsea absolutely put on a, a, a fantastic display yesterday, and uh, you know, really Juventus had very little uh, to offer. So that means that. Uh, Chelsea are top of that group now, and basically the destiny of that group is in their hands. Uh, they should, uh, I think, they've got Melmo in the last game, which they should win quite comfortably. So that'll mean they're top of their group. Manchester United, uh, their win against Villarreal means that they will win their group because uh, even though Villarreal can catch them if they don't win on the last day, the head-to-head record uh, counts ahead of the goal difference in the Champions League group. So they have the head-to-head uh, advantage over Villarreal, so they'll win their group. Bayern cemented their win in their group as well, and what that means is uh, if you're if you're uh, finishing top in your group, then you're seeded into the round of 16. So you'd be drawing against teams that have finished second. So it's seen as something of an advantage, and so we know those, those results mean mean that there's still a few uh, groups that are up for grabs. So uh, one of them, uh, which I think uh, is going to be really interesting, is that game Manchester City versus PSG. Um, PSG won this 2-0 in Paris. This matchup, uh, so Manchester City need to win this game. Uh, to have that advantage over PSG really in this group, even though you know PSG had dropped uh, a couple of points away at FC Brugge, I think um, Manchester City will be looking for the win here so that they can win that group. And uh, the other one, of course, is Liverpool, who have just gone ahead against uh, Porto through Mane. They've already won their group, and you kind of uh, can see that in the team that they've put out today. They've rested a lot of players. There's now no Virgil van Dijk playing today, so... He's not there. Uh, they've got a couple of kids playing in midfield as well. Uh, Minamino, the Japanese striker who they sent on loan to Southampton last season, has got to start in this one. And um, they, yeah, it's very much a second-string team for Liverpool. They've put out there, but uh, they're holding on. They're only against FC Porto, and effectively the result at the end of the day doesn't really matter. Right, let's look at uh, the scenario that is playing out at uh, Old Trafford now. Um, it was just... Um, uh, it was going to happen, isn't it? It was... Uh, and it has... Um, that uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has, uh, has had to make way and now they're in an interim situation. Uh, what are you expecting um, to come out of all this from the powers that be there, Ricardo? Well, that's a million-dollar question, Smitty. Um, you know, trying to, trying to follow this story and see where it's going has been quite difficult. Uh, there's been so many threads and, and so many people saying so many different things. It, it's hard to really know. Um, the, the big story at the moment is that uh, Ernesto Valverde, who's the former Barcelona manager, will be brought in to be the interim manager till the end of the season, and then they will appoint someone else in the summer, that is the that, that's one story doing the rounds. Uh, Ralph Ragnick, who is at as uh, a sporting director of Spartak Moscow and used to be the head coach at RB Leipzig, he's another one that's been named in the same sort of uh, situation as well. So those are a couple of options. Um, the one that seems to be getting the most traction is that Maurizio Pochettino, uh, who is obviously the former Spurs manager, who's at PSG now. Uh, the word is that he's not happy at PSG. It feels like it's a bit of a circus. And Thomas Tuchel, the Chelsea manager who was there before him, has talked about this because you're not just dealing with the squad, you're dealing with the players, the, the big stars, you're dealing with their agents and their entourage and their lawyers and things as well. And uh, They effectively, from the sounds of it, run the circus. Uh, so I don't know that he's enjoying it that much. And he has suggested, or has been suggested that he'd be quite happy to walk away from PSG. He's got a contract through to the end of next season. It's just what PSG do about that, and if United are willing to pay uh, PSG to release him from his contract, the um, 
the other thing that has come into this is that one of the people that was linked to the United job was Zinedine Zidane. He has since said that he doesn't want to manage in the Premier League. And uh, now the, one, of the, one of the threads is, well, hang on, this could actually work in, the, in a domino effect. you got a guy who's won three Champions Leagues in Zinedine Zidane and a club in PSG who are looking for someone that can manage big egos uh, and can win them the Champions League, which is really what they're all about. Um, so could there be that switch where Pochettino goes to United mid-season and PSG grab uh, Zinedine Zidane and put him in charge of uh, of their club in, in an attempt to win the Champions League. So these are all things that are on the table at the moment. How it will play out is anybody's guess at the moment, though, Smithy. Mm, it's very interesting indeed. Uh, highest, one of the highest-profile sporting franchises in the world, without doubt, under the spotlight about management. Um, I can just tell you, actually, that goal was ruled out, so it's still 0-0 Liverpool uh, at home. So uh, with Porto, so for some reason that was... Uh, the TMO or whatever you call it, the football radio ref got in and that, that was ruled out. Yeah, that's him too. He got in. Uh, so he's uh, yeah, it's not all there. Uh, let's look at um, let's look at the two probably the two most influential games of the EPL coming up. Uh, actually, they're on Monday too, three o'clock our time and five thirty respectively. Man City West Ham and uh, Chelsea Manchester United. Yeah, the Man City West Ham game is going to be uh, really interesting because at the moment. Uh, there's an injury to Jack Grealish for Manchester City. He is um, he hasn't been playing a whole heap. He didn't play on the weekend, and also um, Kevin De Bruyne is out at the moment due to COVID. So two of the most influential creative players in the Manchester City squad um, have not been there, um, and you know neither of them are on the bench today either. So. Uh, whether they will suit up against West Ham is uh, is probably a big question mark, I would think. I mean, Manchester City aren't short of stars. They've still got, you know, Mares and Bernardo Silva and Raheem Sterling, um, for example, um, potentially even Gabriel Jesus, uh, who I see is on the, on the bench this morning. So they could, um, they, you know, they, they have got depth, but West Ham are on a great roll at the moment. Um, they're winning games. I know they lost um, against the run of play to Wolves on the weekend, but they just, they're playing with confidence. They set up really well. Um, Declan Rice is really important for them, and he could negate a lot of what Manchester City do. So I think that is going to be a really interesting um, game to see how that one matches up. Um, David Moyes, of course, in charge there, and he doesn't have um, doesn't have a great record against managing against Pep. But I think you can look past those things because of the way that they are playing this season. He's got them set up differently, and they're, they're getting results that they've never had before. So um, for me, this is a really interesting game to see how an undermanned Pep deals with a city side that are, are big, they're physical, they're quick, and uh, they they like to get in behind defences, and that is something that City struggled with previously because they play such a high line. So. Yeah, for me, I I would not be surprised if West Ham get a result there. Um, I think it's, that there's every chance of that. And Chelsea, Manchester United, well, I mean, you just have to look at the results yesterday and, and think that Chelsea probably at the moment are, are well ahead of where United are. Um, if, as like me, you're a United fan and you're looking for some sort of hope, I, I guess you would say... Uh, that's N'Golo Kante and Ben Chilwell, who have been two of the best players for Chelsea this season so far. Both went off injured against Juve yesterday, so I doubt that they will feature Kai Havertz, uh, the German playmaker slash striker, has uh, has been out injured as well. And Romelu Lukaku has also. He is back in training, but whether he's going to be fit for the weekend is another question. That said, uh, the way Thomas Tuchel sets his team up, it's less about who's on the park and more about the system. And their system is working really, really well at the moment. So, 
much as it pains me to say, going to way to, uh, to Stamford Bridge to play Chelsea in the form they're in at the moment, I, I can only really see one outcome. Ricardo, as always, thank you very much for uh, your informative update on uh, Matters Football. Always enjoy this, uh, this segment with you on Thursday. Thanks, mate. No worries at all, Smithy. And go well, bud.